What's up? This is the JJN Show with Josh, with Jacob, with Nick. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the JJN Show. Uh, it's kind of a s- bonus. Okay, it's kind of a special one today. Um, so it's more so we're just going to be talking about Jacob, Josh, and Keen's 50-mile ultra they did. What was it, like, how long ago now? Three weeks? Three weeks, month, I don't know. Three weeks, oh, well, a decent while ago. So we're just going to kind of be going through uh, the big race that they did. And I think that a good way to start it off is to just... What was the morning preparation like? When did you guys get up? Morning prep? What time did we get up? What time? We started at 4, right? We started at 4. No. I think my alarm yeah. was for 2 o'clock. Yeah, in the morning. I, think I got up at I 2. Think, I think we got up at 2. 2 a.m. And I remember so we went to bed about, at about 10 p.m. Keen and I did at least. Yeah, yeah, I went to bed at like 9 or 10. But it was all about... Because we got up like an hour before we started our run for the 32-mile run a couple weeks before that, and it wasn't quite enough time. We both had to hit the bathroom, like, what was it, three miles in? <laughs> Something like so that, yeah. I wanted to not do that for the 50, so I, that's why I wanted to get up two hours before, so I had time to get up, drink coffee, eat, let my stomach digest, hit the bathroom if we needed to, and then hit the road. So that was my morning prep, essentially. What did you eat? Just a slow. Yeah, what did you guys eat? I think I ate mixed veggies and like some coffee and then oatmeal. I wanted to do scrambled tofu, but I didn't make it. Oatmeal is a good. Can never go wrong with oatmeal. I feel like before a big, yeah. a big run. Yep. What did you eat? Keen? So what did you two eat? Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember. I think I had. I made like some sort of like breakfast potatoes and then I had uh, like a banana or something and then some toast, I think. Okay. I had, I think I just said oatmeal as well. And then I had like a crap ton of water and coffee yeah, like yeah, normal, I but water. I don't think I ate like a, an absurd amount more in the breakfast for breakfast than I normally would, but we like mowed down on spaghetti the night before and I ate an absurd amount of that. I w- yeah, I was still full yeah. when I woke up in the morning, which is another reason why I didn't, which is good, but I couldn't quite chow the way that I wanted to. I had to force food in. Yeah. Well, we, we had some beet juice, too. Oh, yeah. We did have beet juice. And <laughs> let me tell you, that was 30, nasty. Like, <laughs> gotta do the beet juice. Before, or? I think we had it right before we left our place, which is probably about three o'clock. Okay. To get the Josh's, yeah. Okay, and you said you were you were running by four o'clock. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure we I were actually good about time we, for once. We started running at like four o three. Yeah, but we were but pretty essentially right on four the o'clock. We hit the road, which was the plan, because we wanted to. Because we started the thirty two at five, and so I was like, let's start an hour earlier, even for the fifty. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the original plan was to be done by four p.m. I knew that I was not going to hit the goal that Jacob wanted to do for finishing time. So I was I was also like, let's start earlier because then we'll be done earlier. <laughs> so Jacob's original goal was 
to finish the 50 in seven hours. And that if it unfortunately did not happen. Seven. That was never my goal, was it? Seven hours? I, I don't think it was seven <laughs> hours. Seven no, hours. Okay. That's two, three. We can't even do a marathon in half that. So. <laughs> it was 10 hours, I thought. I think it might have been 10 hours. Your, at first, one point. your first goal was 10 early hours. Yeah, your goal was 10 hours. hours. I think, yeah, I think it was sub 11 hours and then sub 12 hours. We didn't hit either yeah. one of those. But, Nick, where do you want to go knew. with this? What, what direction do you want us to go in? Well, so I was originally – I think that we should just talk about – so each – Let's just talk about it in a linear. Yeah, so, like, when was your first – well, okay, well, so first of all, what were your, like, right before you guys started, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? And then who, like, said, all right, ready, go? Right before uh, I started? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I had much yeah, thoughts or anything in my head at that point. I mean, it was pretty early. So for me, it was kind of, I knew it was going to be an all-day adventure. And I just thought, yeah. well, let's just get started and <laughs> I, I'll get to eat in a few hours <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much the same. I'd been mentally preparing, well, pretty much the entire week up to the run, but for sure the night before and then the morning while I was awake eating was just all, I was super excited. And the night before I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. Cause I was like, kind of like anxious and nervous almost for it. And then, you know, I was just mentally preparing to be running for an entire day, essentially <laughs> the entire day was taken up by this. So, which is fine. That's what I planned for. I was excited. Yeah. I think I was mostly in denial the whole week. Up to the end, <laughs> <saying. laughs> um, I think kind of like Josh was saying, I got a little bit excited uh, like the night before and it kind of started to set in and then I, I fell asleep and then when I woke up the next morning, it was more just like denial of actually how much I'm going to have to do. <laughs> I remember the night before you were talking about it and I think Megan might have asked you how you were feeling or something and I remember you just being like, well, I'm still in denial that we're actually doing this and I don't think I'll actually realize we're going to be doing it until we hit like 25 miles or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could say I was kind of in the same boat. Like I knew once I decided that I was going to do the 50, I was going to do the 50 regardless. So I knew that I was going to be finishing it. But until we started it and until we were like past the distance that we had already previously run. So once we had gotten past 32 miles, that is when I was kind of like, oh, we're actually doing this. You know, like when we started, it was kind of like, you know, we started this little jog in the morning. It was fun. I've done long runs before. You know, this is just kind of like a really long run. And then it got to a point where it was like, no, this is happening. Like this is for we're we're about at the end of today. We'll be able to tell people when they're like, oh, you're a runner. What's the furthest you have ever run? We'll be able to say 50 miles is the furthest like distance we've done. So. It was, it was going to happen, but it was kind of hard to believe that we were actually doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that, that makes complete sense. And it still kind of is like, yeah, we did it. 
I can't really believe that we did it, but we did it. That you spent a Saturday. And just to preface, like, I it was like 13 and a half hours for me when I finished. Like, when we say running 50 miles, you know, like ultra running, it's not what you think of when you think of running, when most people no. think of running. It's a lot of breaks. There's aid stations where we stopped. We laid down, we elevated our legs, which wasn't the best idea at the time. <laughs> we ate like Subway sandwiches. We were drinking Gatorade water, eating things to refuel throughout, taking goos. Hitting porta potties. Uh, yeah, hitting porta potties. It was like every 45 minutes or something like that, we took like a what, one minute walking break to, to, to refuel up. with goo and whatnot. So, like, and there's a lot of breaks to break it up essentially but like that doesn't make it less hard i just want to say no it's it's yeah it's brutal on the bones well can you mention this yesterday and around what was our total like runtime versus our total overall time oh yeah oh yeah i have to double check i mean because i think i just remember our our pace overall if you know if it was counting theoretically if we were running the whole time it was like a 15 16 minute pace or something yeah. like that but then on strava strava only does your your actual moving moving speed and that was like 11 30 or 11 50 yeah because i remember that one of sense. the breaks i think we were chilling for like 45 minutes yeah because i think it, it ended after, up being like 35 40 minutes yeah it was after like the 30 mile marker we can yep. get more in depth, I remember this, but I remember we were in pretty. At least I was in pretty rough shape. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I think what we should do is just go through uh, from start to finish, like each chunk. So, obviously, you started at zero. When was your first rest stop? First rest stop miles? was 45 minutes in, about four miles. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the, the break. Yeah. Oh, but we're not doing first breaks. aid station. Yeah, let's just do the like each aid station. Or, I think it was 10 miles, right? Yeah, 10 miles. Well, or, it ended up being I guess 11 because we mapped 11. it incorrectly. Yeah. But we had one of Josh's friends hop in at mile six, and they ran with us, too, for five miles until we hit that aid yeah, station six to worth saying. 11. i remember i hit that aid yeah. station and i felt worse honestly than i did at about mile 26 yeah. of our 30 milers or our 30 miler and i just remember thinking that this is going to be brutal because that was i i did not feel how i thought i would feel at the 11 mile marker yeah i felt pretty bad too i think uh i do want to say the first like two hours of our run was 100% and then finishing. But the first two hours of the run when there was nobody out was probably my favorite part. Cause it was just silent. The sun was rising. We got to pee anywhere and everywhere that we wanted. It, you know, it was, <laughs> I, I really liked the beginning of that run. Yeah. We literally at like, what was it? A mile, two miles peed. Yeah. For we the stopped first time. to rip out a pee. Yeah, that was when we were by the golf course, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. before that. 
somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, we crossed the bridge somewhere and then peed. It was instantly right away. Yeah, yeah. I think we just, that rest stop was pretty quick. I think it was like 15 minutes maybe. We just stopped, replenished a little bit, had some of my homemade carb bar things, and yeah, that was it. Drank, rolled. Yeah. So what kind of, I guess another thing is, so you, you, I know you made some stuff, like some fuel. What kind of stuff did you guys carry on you besides? Cause I know like, um, we, like there's aid stations, but what were you carrying on you during the run? Well, Josh was like our mule and carried excessive amounts of stuff. Not excessive. You, you I carried like the paper. amount that we needed. Yeah, and you always need to carry toilet paper. You never know. Especially <laughs> when you're running 50 miles. I just had... I had goose and then honey stinger. What are they called? Like waffle strudel things. Yeah. Stroop waffle. Stroop waffles. <laughs> Stroop waffle. That's what we were calling them. I had just goo on those honey stingers for the first like 30, and then I ran out of those and i started packing in parchment paper the little carb bars i made which are essentially just dates and nuts and some coconut on it mm-hmm. it might have, been, might have been strong greens in there too so i had those as well and then water and electrolyte water mix as well later on that was pretty much it i ate the majority of my stuff at the fuel station or the recharge stations whatever you want to call them Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so first aid station was at mile 11. And then when, now the next chunk. So you went from mile 11 to mile 20, 20-ish. 20-ish. So let's talk about that chunk of the run. What was going on then? Feeling better. Yeah, I mean, that was, well, interestingly enough for me, that was like, I mean, that was a chunk that was down the Mississippi all the way to Minnehaha. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough for me, that was, I had my Garmin on me and I have like the Forerunner 35 or whatever, um, which is like an older model. And then Jacob, you have the two, 245. Yeah. And I realized like pretty quickly that my watch wasn't going to survive the whole day. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Because I had like a, a run challenge and everything going on. And of course you want to have like, you want to have your run on your watch. And so then I realized that and I was like thinking of what I can do to like get this run to count basically for like a challenge that I had on Garmin. And so I think I had, Jacob, I had you text Nick to, to come bring a charger for the Forerunner. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I realized, well, if I start charging it, it's going to end the the run and I'm going to have to do another one. So it'd be like two separate chunks of like 25 miles or like a 30 and then a 20. And so that was like a big, that kind of distracted me for like maybe two miles just thinking about yeah. what I was going to do. <laughs> like, oh crap, how am I going to figure this out? But I mean, I ended up just using... In the end, I ended up using your path and I like downloaded it onto my computer yeah. and then uploaded it to Garmin from, from your watch. So it's not like I had to connect Jacob's watch to my account or anything, but I mean, it's just like the little things like that when you have random things come up that just like occupy you for yeah. a certain amount of, yeah. of the run. Yeah. Cause we were texting, good. we were texting Nick back and forth for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. 
Yeah, how so, did that work when you were texting me? Because I remember that. I mean, I you're going slow texts. enough. You're going slow enough yeah, where it's easy to slow. just take your phone out and text on it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but this span was the second worst 10 mile chunk for me. This is where my <laughs> leg started hurting. And I've been having IT oh, yeah. band issues, but my left leg was the one that acted up for whatever reason. And basically, I think it was my IT band, whatever, and then also into my calf, my whole left knee, and then left calf just kind of ached, and I started having some pretty negative thoughts on the race. <laughs> Honestly, early on, and I was thinking, wow, if this gets worse, I don't know if it's going to be possible for me to finish this because my I felt like my leg was going to like give out, which really sucked at mile 15 only. Yeah. <laughs> We still have another 35 miles to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, I felt I felt better from 11 to 20, but that's pretty, I think that's probably the last time I felt okay. Yeah. <laughs> 1 to 10 was all right. 11 to 20 got worse for me. And then we can just move on. After that, the second aid station was pretty similar to the first. Where was the first, was that Minnehaha? Is that the second aid station? The second aid station, yeah. yeah. Because we, so, we and showed then up after, then. Yeah, that's right. We should, that's when we elevated our legs. Yeah. And then it felt like I was being stung by bees <laughs> when I stood up. Yeah. We all sat on that tr- around a tree for, what, five minutes? Yeah, something like that. With our eggs, legs yeah. elevated because we thought it would be a good idea. And then we all stood up and could, like, not walk. <laughs> and we're, we but then up. we chowed. Chowed, ate some food, drank some Gatorade, hit the porta potties, and then we were on our way. Yeah, that was that our. Was, after then is when we we started doing five mile aid stations, right? Nope, we had one or more ten. Not till thirty. We had one more ten yeah. until thirty. Well, was that so? Was twenty to thirty when Keen brought us to the, <laughs> that was the hill of death? That was the the Fort Snelling Hills. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Keen, talk Absolutely us through, brutal. Because th- Keen was our map guy. So he w- yeah. He decided where we went, kind of. Yeah. So talk us through your th- thought process and bringing us to the hills of death. Sure. Well, for some context, yeah, the night before we took a Minneapolis, you know, parks and trails map or whatever and, and mapped out generally where our 50-mile run was going to be. And then Which we just followed that all the way and around. Like marked out where the aid stations were going to be so that, you know, yeah. um, our helpers can meet us up there. But anyways, after that, like, it's kind of hard to tell exactly where the trails are going on the map sometimes. <laughs> and so yeah. after Minnehaha, it's just like, I'll follow like the Minnehaha trail. You'll get to like Fort Snelling and then there's a bridge you cross. Like it, that's exactly what it looked like on, on the map. And so we had that mapped out and like we're going and all of a sudden, you know, we look up and there's a bridge above us where we should be like crossing and it's like up just like a sheer hill. So like, okay, well we're not going to climb up this hill. So we just got to keep going. So we like went past the bridge and started kind of curling around, but you had to go up these monstrous hills <laughs> to get up to it. <laughs> so finally we get up to like the Fort Snelling, like kind of touristy area. And then at this point we're actually higher than the bridge. And so then we have to go downstairs to get onto the bridge, cross on the bridge, and then get up more stairs to get up to the pedestrian side on the other side of the bridge. Um, I'd say I was 
pretty religiously following the map, except uh, let us a little bit astray at one point. But hey, <laughs> hey, we're better for it now. So That's true. We needed that hill. I remember seeing that hill and thinking that it was the steepest and longest hill I've ever seen in my life. I don't it definitely <laughs> wasn't, but it felt like it was. That was a pretty. That was a pretty brutal. Oh yeah, hill. it wasn't. It wasn't just any old hill. It was insane. And also, stairs definitely hit your legs different when you're 25 miles into a run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That so the 20 to 30 portion, I put on. I had Josh text our helpers and have them bring me compression calf sleeve things, so that I was helping basically my leg would get better and I put those on our aid station at 20 and then 20 to 30 was the worst stretch of miles for me I wanted to die it, it was seriously <laughs> so brutal my leg wasn't probably the most pain I've ever felt in on, like my left leg it was just <laughs> constant fire and everything hurt I felt like I was limping while running and really really started thinking about if this was going to be possible to do just because I, th- I didn't know if <laughs> I, I don't know it was not right I might have ran too much that week prior who knows so at this point I was there now then at this point right? yeah you met us at 30 at 30 because we were texting you from like 25 to 30 trying to figure out where you were and so you could like find us and we ended up having our aid station for 30 be the same spot as 20 because we just ran that like 10 mile loop essentially. Yeah. Well, no, our aid station was by Nicomas, Lake Nicomas, wasn't oh, it? Oh, you're right. Uh, we just south, we, south of Lake Nicomas. Yeah, we just met Nick at the same spot. Yeah, right. yeah, we like looped around them. That's where we met Nick. Yeah. Okay. And the trail we took was called the Grand Round Scenic Byway, yeah. which goes all the way around. Minneapolis. So we're on like mile 30 now. Yep. This is where it starts to get fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, this is when I saw Josh, like, I don't even know. He can talk about that. But for me, worth noting here is that my leg miraculously just pulled a 180 at this point. It literally did not hurt again the rest of the, it did, but not like, like it was the 20 miles prior, which was so weird to me. I don't know what that was about or why that happened, but it literally just went away. So from 30 plus, it was just a long run grind at that point. Yeah. I don't know if... I think at 30, like when we got to 30 and stopped to eat, that was like the, the worst... That was the most injured I felt, I think, because, I mean, you talked a bit about how you felt, like, bad between the 20 and 30. I think, like, once I got to 30 and I had stopped there for a little while, my knee was, like, just because I didn't have the full range of motion because I was running very slowly, it started to really, like, <laughs> swell up, kind of, and, like, got very tight. So I had to do a lot of, like, like knee, like, full extension stretches, kind of. And that was, like, probably maybe the only point where I was worried where, like, Physically, I would just not be able to finish this without, you know, wrecking something. But I mean, it, it, it got better after that. But it was a much needed break, and that was when we had Subway and everything. Well, that, that's when we rolled out a lot. Yeah, that too. I remember oh, yeah. Josh and I's girlfriends rolled our legs out. And well, first of all, 
Josh, whenever he rolled, he got his legs rolled out. Up until that point, he would literally be screaming and hitting the ground, and it was so funny. <laughs> and then I experienced something similar around 30 for the first time, where literally rolling my legs out was just painful. But it, I think it helped. Yeah. And then it's necessary. I remember we were both getting rolled out, and Keen looked at Nick and was like, "Well, Nick, that leaves like you and I. You're gonna have to roll my legs out." <laughs> <laughs> That so, subway was amazing, think, though, too, at that point. Yeah, and the subway was fantastic. And it was probably about what? I think after 25 point? miles, I think I was pretty much with you guys the first half until like 20 or 25. And then after that is when I fell off, both mentally and physically. <laughs> and it was just like. I thought mentally you were. You, you probably had. I think mentally you were in the highest spirits well, of all of us. I, I mean, I had mental. I had mental uh, spurts. But I mean, like, I guess you could say, like, I was mentally there because I was gonna—I knew I was gonna finish. But it was like tr- trying to keep up with you guys is what the mental part hit me because I think physically, I probably could have stayed closer, but mentally it was just like so hard to keep my body moving to stay closer to you guys. Yeah. And so, from like thirty to fifty for me was like. Because we did the the first half of the run, I probably was running. What were we doing? Between an eleven and twelve minute pace. Yeah. Maybe a little over twelve at some points. Yeah. And then the second half of the run is when I started to dip, and it was more of like hobby jogging, power walking type of things that you see like old ladies do. <laughs> and I was ripping out like thirteen to fourteen minute mile pace, fourteen and a half when I was running. And there were some parts where. It would fluctuate, so there were some parts where I would be able to do a mile in like 11 minutes and start to try to catch up to them even, or you know catch up as in I could start to see them in the distance. And then there were some parts where it just fell off, and I was doing like 14 and a half, 15 minute mile pace. So that's why my average came out to like my my running pace average, I think came out to be like 13 minutes, something like that, maybe 13 and a half. Um, but then, like overall, with the breaks and everything, I think it clocked me at like a sixteen or a sixteen and a half. Yeah, I remember looking at you and being a little concerned. I was a little worried for your health at that point. Well, yeah, at mile thirty, the aid station—that was the worst I felt. The aid station, I was like out of it. I don't know if I—I I don't think I had just had had the right nutrients in me, but mile 30 it was like whoa i was completely out of it i needed to get food in me something i didn't know what and my stomach didn't feel good so i didn't want any food in me but after that is when <laughs> i was able to eat again i forgot how junky that that, that moment was and then Keen, what did you say it might have been at, at mile 20 or so but the uh the, the physically mentally and spiritually oh. line Oh, what did I say? It's like I wrote it down in my notes, but it's like physically, I feel it's like physically I feel terrible. Or no, physically I feel okay. Mentally, I'm not doing great, and then spiritually, I'm just completely broken. <laughs> Basically, it's like something along the lines of that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good way to describe the feeling around those miles. And then we were doing five mile aid stations at that point too. So this is like yeah. 30 and beyond. 
when he yeah. started to do five think, mile aid stations. Yeah, I think we actually stopped at 34 and then 38. And around this point, it was definitely afternoon at this point, right? Like one or two. And it started raining oh, yeah. at one of these points, like mid-run. somewhere. Yeah, and we had to duck under a bridge and just chill there for like 20 minutes. That's when my that watch like died. That was stop after 30, I thought. Was it? I yeah. Th I think so. Okay. Or before, before. Yeah, it was like stop. very shortly after 30. Yeah. And, and that's when I realized, well, I had realized my watch wasn't going to survive a little ways before, but that's when it finally ended for me and my watch gave out. And was yours dead at this point too? No, I made it to like 40, 40, I think, okay. like 42, and then it, then it died. Yeah. I, we called one of our friends too at this point. We're just having a conversation with them. I remember too. Yeah. But when we got on the road again after the rain cleared up a little bit, at this point, I remember I was talking to Keen and I don't remember what he said, but it had nothing to do with quitting. But I just remember thinking, you know, if Keen right now was like, dude, I don't know if I can make this. I, I felt like had I been given an out moment by either of you to say if you had said something, at that point when we were under that bridge, I probably would have taken it. Dang, really? I That was the most, like, negative-wise and mentally-wise, that was the most negative mindset I had that entire day, was at that moment when we were under the, under hmm. the bridge. And I was just thinking, I do not want to start doing, I mean, we were wet from the rain. Yeah. It was so brutal at that point, but. I mean, I didn't want to start either. I wanted to be done so bad once we were 25, 30 miles after the final half, I did not want to do anymore at all. Yeah. Any of it. It got but very rough I knew, there. I was going to. So 30 to 40 was probably my third worst stretch, but. And then after we had an aid station at 38, right? You're making it sound like it was all bad for you. <laughs> Literally, you haven't said a positive stretch. Every single one. The first been... one. Yeah, that and one was the probably last the one. worst. Honestly, 40 to 50 were probably my my was probably my favorite stretch. But we can get into that because so 38 we stopped and had some subway again, and this was my favorite moment yep. in the run, I think, because when we left here, this is when when Josh pulled some David Goggins. Ish. That was 38? From nowhere. Yeah, right? Because that's yeah. what boosted oh. us to run faster. Yeah. Oh, wow. And okay. Kian, Nick, and I were in the front. And all of a sudden, we heard like some quicker steps behind us. And Josh, <laughs> Josh pulls up. And he's just like, what does Goggin always say? And I forget. Oh, you don't know say? me, son, right? You don't know you me, like, son. Yeah. You don't know me, son. And you just came bolting past us. And I thought it was the funniest thing. Because you've been repping out. 14 minute miles and you were at at least a 10 if not a nine pace and you just like it looked like a sprint at this point point you just like sprinted by yeah. us and i thought that <laughs> was so like funny and so how, how long did that last oh god maybe like quarter of a mile <laughs> well then there's like then i fell back down oh yeah that's right it's right we there's like two women guys do like a nine minute walking. mile or something yeah well, there were two, men, two women walking, Josh, when you, like, screamed that. And then you, like, oh, yeah. screamed yeah. that. And they, like, they <laughs> they jumped, moved. like, turned around. They moved off the trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we passed them. I think Josh was a little delusional at this point because we passed them. And he's like, sorry, we're running 50 miles here. 
So I'm sorry yeah. if I'm a little loud or something like that. And they were like, no, I that's said, fine. I'm sorry if I'm a little delirious because we're running 50 miles. <laughs> and then, so Josh, you kind of fell off at after like half mile of that pace. But I think Keen and I, at least for myself, that was the best point that I, I felt really well for whatever, some weird reason. I just said, well, you guys ripped adrenaline. out some yeah, fast miles yeah. there. Because we ripped out the next four miles. Was it in 40 minutes or 45 minutes? No, no, no. Four, it was four miles. It was in, it was at eight or nine pace. I think it was below nine pace, right? Yeah, I thought it was like 830. Yeah. In a random 830 pace. That four mile stretch was the fastest stretch we had the entire day. And so I don't know where that came from. But, and that brought us to like 42, I think. And then we found another aid station. That's about the time we saw your parents too, Keen's parents too. That's when my bike that broke down. Came out. I think. Let me tell you something. Something it's so interesting how like when I go out to do an eight mile run, you know, an eight mile run is nothing to to me. Like go out eight miles, like that's fine, whatever. You can rip that out. Eight miles in one sitting. Eight miles when you're forty two miles deep is so much different. <laughs> so much different. Yep. It feels like an eternity to rip out eight miles after you've been running for, you know, 11 hours already and your legs are dead you're 42 miles into a run like it's just like and i kept trying to tell myself it's just eight miles or even like when we were at like 12 miles you know those final few miles i was like you do 10 miles all the time 10 miles is nothing but it is not nothing in that situation (laughs) so crazy well it takes so much longer too than that's also part of it than when you normally do 10 miles 10 miles takes one and a half, two times as long when you're that far into a run too. Yeah. So, so that's like 40, 42. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and that after was that. when, that was when I had like the post marathon feelings in my legs kind of where I couldn't really stand. Like if we were just like blowing in a circle I needed to have my, I like had to have my hands on my knees and like bent over because my legs were in a lot of pain, but not as much pain as the 20 to 30 stretch or 10 to 30 stretch. I don't know how you guys felt, but we also got chirped at this point too, by someone walking by because we were standing on the sidewalk, like half of it. And they got mad at us for standing on the sidewalk. Wasn't it a biker? No, that was around mile 45. Yeah, didn't people call you out multiple times, bikers? Yeah, I had a biker say some stuff to us. You know, bikers just, they're a little entitled, you know? They they do, they're a little privileged, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, because Keenan and I, well, Keenan and I, this was another moment when we went out too far in the wrong direction, too. Yeah. And so we had to turn around. We did like a half mile out or something, and we were in the bike lane because Nick was biking, but Keenan and I were running on like the grass next to it. Because we figured that would be better than us being in the yeah. running lane and Nick being in that lane. And the biker biked by us, essentially. And I don't, Do you remember what he said? He's like, said something like, oh, this is the bike lane. Or like the the walking lane. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Chirping he should us. have been like, what are you biking? Five miles? We're doing ten times that on our legs, you wuss. <laughs> well, Nick was like, 
you're so cool as you like because bikers always chirp you no. and then they well, just no. bike away really fast yeah he biked away and i like i was a little bit ahead of you guys and i looked back at you guys and i was like guys he's really cool just like <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah i during that whole entire time when like my bike broke down <laughs> For like that brief moment, oh, yeah. but then I we fixed it, and I tried to come find you guys. I'm pretty sure I was biking on the wrong path in the wrong direction. Well. <laughs> Probably, honestly. Like, I mean, that's on you. But like, <laughs> chirping peds when you're a biker is kind of just like, why? Yeah. You know, most of the time the walking lane isn't even big enough for one person to walk in. So like, you know, cut them some slack. Well, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, it was the mindset had changed because before I was thinking, okay, it's got to cut off some miles. But now it was the finish was in the future. Yeah. And now it was this moment left, this moment left, this moment left. And so we ran to our last aid station. I think we got there at, what was it, 47, 48? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. 48-ish, maybe. And I felt like I was going to yak. I oh, yeah. literally drank yeah. some water and stuff and was so nauseous. And I had my hands <laughs> on my knees. I was bent over. I was a good pick. Wait, was I, this thought, I thought I was going to puke. At the car? Yeah. This yeah, was the last aid that. station. And then I think from there we just started running. We actually finished at 51. But do you guys have any thing to mention for your thoughts at that last stretch no we had uh the same guy that ran six to ten with us or six to eleven with us came and finished with me 47 to finish or whatever it was but i remember i didn't have my watch so i the last like five miles was all trail that i had run multiple times for so i knew exactly where i was and where i was going but i didn't quite know the distance i was at so as the, those mileages, as that mileage was ticking away, all I was doing was trying to figure out how close I was to you guys, <laughs> because I knew that you would have finished by a certain time. And so every like turn I came around was like, please let them be here. Please let them be here. And I remember telling the guy, like we got to the car and then as we got past the car, I was like, okay, so the plan was to finish around this place. But then we like got to the place and there you guys weren't there. And I was like, okay, so that obviously wasn't far enough. We have to be like, we have to have like a half a mile left. We have to be so close. So I'd be like, I'd look at the map and I'd be like, okay, we're definitely gonna be finishing right around here. And then we would get to this hill and it was the hill, uh, like on the trail kind of by the last golf course. And you guys did the long gradual one and Jacob, I did that steep one. Yeah. Gross. And so I got to the hill and I was like, they have to be up at the top of this hill. There's an intersection that has to be the finish. Nope, they weren't there. So then I was like, okay, they're definitely on this block as I pass the intersection. Nope, they weren't there. <laughs> and then finally I ran into you guys and you're like, the finish is right up there. It's right up there. And it was just like, I've had so many false peaks and it's finally here. And I could just hear the angels singing to me <laughs> as I got to this finish. And it was, I'm sur- I didn't cry at all, which I'm surprised by, because I cried during the 32 mile run. 
but I didn't cry during the 50. I think I was just so done. You were like sweated out. Been, you I don't think you there would have been any tears cry. to cry at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we did it. And then I remember after finishing, I we all had a beer. I don't know if you guys finished yours, but we I got I bought Sufferfest specifically for this run. And we, we all drank a beer before finishing, and it was like my body instantly went into a hangover. It was weird. <laughs> it's like I drank the beer, everybody left, and I just, I was dead. It was disgusting. I felt so terrible, like I had an awful hangover, and I went to bed at like 6 o'clock, and then I woke up at like 9 or something, and I felt better, and had some pizza, but... Yeah, I'll say my nice. ending too because it's similar to yours and Keen's is a little different, <laughs> like post race. But yeah, I I don't know. The last ten weren't as bad, and I remember we hit about fifty point five, and everyone was cheering for us, and we were just thinking or saying, "Yeah, we're not done yet." And we trying to run by everyone that was cheering for our half mile, which is kind of junky. But uh-huh. then we went back and helped you finish. And then went to your place and I pretty much just packed up and went back to our apartment. I I think I had Chipotle actually. Yeah, we yeah. ordered Chipotle. And ate the Chipotle, tried to stretch a little bit, was pretty pretty in rough shape. And then I went to bed at about <laughs> nine, I think. And passed out and woke up. I felt like garbage, but can you, can you talk about your post race? Yeah, no, I think uh going back to like the 48 mile stop i think that was like my darkest hour of the entire <laughs> ultra i was it was so terrible i'm like oh there's only two miles left but oh my god it's gonna take us like almost 30 minutes to finish <laughs> you know um but i mean we stuck it out we got it finished and it was just like just like collapsed at the finish line basically and then went back and we we ran with with josh but yeah then we left and we, we stopped it at josh's place Got a beer. I was just so happy the whole thing was over, honestly. It was just such yes. a great feeling. It was very, yeah. Oh my yeah. It was very God, nice. Gosh, it felt yeah. amazing to be done. Yeah. And, and then we we came back and, yeah, we ate Chipotle. And then, you know, we had some other people there too. So I ended up stretching a little bit and then drinking that night too. <laughs> and, Ew. And <laughs> felt pretty horrible <laughs> the next morning <laughs> being straight up. But, your body could probably couldn't like, couldn't like uh, take any of the alcohol in. It probably just went straight into you, yeah, and didn't like filter it or anything. Yeah, it was it was something else. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day, I felt like I was hungover the entire day. I felt <laughs> nauseous, had a headache, and I I didn't even drink the next. I didn't have that beer with you too. I had a sip, but. I felt so junky the whole entire next day until like five. It literally was like a hangover until like 5 p.m. I felt all right. But. 50 miles. Any closing thoughts? I'm still messed up from it. <laughs> my, really? Yeah, my IT band is. Keenan and I were talking about it yesterday. We're running grandma's virtually in about a week. Last marathon and Keenan compared it to LeBron in just like the final playoff games. <laughs> and we're just, we're both just injured. We're both not feeling refreshed. We're just trying to battle through one more marathon before we 
go to 5k stuff and i don't it's know the fourth quarter i i personally <laughs> am so ready to be done with this long distance stuff although we are running 100 miles in a week in about a month or two but beyond that yep you're doing a hundred mile run or you're doing a hundred miles I'm not doing a hundred mile oh, okay. run for a while. Yeah. I mean, that's the next goal is to do a hundred miler. Yeah. Cause we've done a, we've done a marathon. We've done a 50 K cause the 50 K is about 30 miles. So we did a 50 K when we did the 32 and then we did a 50 miler. And so I guess technically next would be a hundred K, but I'll probably just go straight to the hundred miler. I mean, if you're going to, going to go straight to the 100 miler, why don't you just, I'm not doing do the, the Leadville. Oh, I mean, we'll see which one we do when I do it, but. Cause yeah, I don't know. imagine doing <laughs> another 50 miles, but also at After like 9,000 yeah. feet. 9,000 elevation. So you can't breathe. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm very happy that I can say that I did it. I don't think a lot of people can say they've run 50 miles before. Some people don't even run 50 miles in a week. And there's nothing wrong with that. But So a lot of people don't. <laughs> but Don't run it's, 50 uh, miles in a week. It's quite the accomplishment, I could, I would say, both physically and mentally and spiritually. <laughs> yeah. So Ready for I'm, the next I'm very thing. happy that we did it. And, it. and it very much helped to have people doing it with me because, man, if I would have done it solo, it probably would have taken me like 16 hours and it would have been very hard <laughs> and very boring. Yeah. All right. Wait, real That's quick. all I've got to say. We're not going to say names, but special thanks to everyone that helped us out. You all know who you are. Two in particular that, that dedicated their whole day to helping us too. So thank you for that. The support was unreal. Yeah, that helped as well. Having supporters and aid station people and everything. I think you can't really do ultras without a team. <laughs> we literally couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, wouldn't have been possible. Probably would have died realistically probably all right cool well yeah thanks for listening everyone you'll hear us on our next one when we do 100 miles <laughs> don't know when that'll be but sometime sweet all right see ya see ya bye